We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. How about this? Send the text to 37937 to start hour two of Gresham Fourier. Subscribe to the podcast, damn it. Wherever you get your podcast, type in Gresham Fourier, bingo, bingo, right into the device of your choice. How about this from the 603 Christian? How do we get Brad Stevens to GM the Sox? At least the guy oh. has the balls to make a decision. Hi-oh. Whoa. Dealing with a bit of a lead, isn't he, though? Yeah, Marloni in an hour on that. And, uh, I mean, you know, there's the old, uh, what can be said about Brad Stevens that hasn't already been said? And for the record, though, that's not even uh, that's not even a fair fight, right? What do you mean? What? Celtics, GM moves, uh, you know, where they're at. Wick uh, Grossbeck has already come out and said, like, basically, I'm going to paraphrase here, money's no option. We're all in. Spend. We're not going to be quite the Golden State Warriors. You know, we don't want that massive bill, no, they, you know, they, but they, they we are wanna, all in. Yeah, I don't think the Celtics want to sell 5% of their team yeah. to pay a tax bill. Yeah. and No, but they are. That's my point. It's not, The Celtics are so far ahead of the Red Sox and the Patriots not really. The Bruins are, are ready are, are ready to win one. But as far as, like, being ready to kind of finish the race, the Celtics are there. Well, the, you don't go cheap now. Well, the Bruins have their superstars. Uh, the Celtics had two superstars, and they kept adding stars and guys like Porzingis and on a lower-end holiday. I think in the NBA it's different because once you get the core guys, it's about, okay, in part keeping them happy – how do you keep them happy? Pay have them. Good, have good. Well, pay them definitely. And the NBA makes that easy. I mean, let's be real. There's no negotiating for high end guys. It's are you giving me the max or not? Pretty simple there. So it's not like you know where somebody's got to go. You know, bang on John Henry's desk and wake him up to ask him a question on whether they can spend a bunch of money or not. But Brad Stevens' job is way harder than the job of Breslow. Because now Brad Stevens has to find a way to close 2%. That's it. He's got to close the tiny gap to get them to a championship. It's easy when you don't have a lot of people because, oh, I can just go, so, oh, sure, I need a second baseman. Yeah, I'll trade for this guy. I need an outfielder. That's pretty easy. I can sign this guy or go trade for him or whatever. Brad Stevens is trying to take the Celtics from an Eastern Conference champion to an NBA champion mm. against a plethora of different built opponents as well. See, it, that's an interesting way of putting it because I just want to jump down your throat and be like, that's stupid. Oh, please, please. No, 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 give no. Me, ooh, give me they're, emotional they're, Christian. They're, they're, oh, I no. love it. No, but I don't <laughs> think it's not even I, – I, I would okay, so Brad Stevens inherits – uh, successful business from his parents. Mm-hmm. His job is to make sure they don't go into bankruptcy. He continues the legacy. He keeps making money. 
and hopefully you're voted best franchise whatever, yep. right? And that's the 2% that you're talking about. Because I would say some kids who inherit their parents' business, they either keep it afloat and do a better job with it, or they completely just throw run it into the toilet, right? I feel like there's – so there's a lot of respect for somebody who inherits something that, that somebody put a lot of work and effort into because that's really Danny Ainge's moves that he's benefiting from well, and a willingness from ownership to do whatever it takes. The hardest part was identifying Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, manipulating the, the draft picks, not taking Buddy Heal, not taking Chris Dunn, not taking uh, the dude that uh, who had the jacked-up free throw from Washington. Um, uh, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff, right? And now he's adding, and you're right, the tough part, now that you think, feel like you're almost there, it's like, man, there's a, there's a, there's a level of doubt that we got to make sure we, uh, we take care of. Well, you mentioned that there's a lot left behind from Danny Ainge. Kind of. There's Tatum and Brown, the two big pieces. Those were, that was like. What would you say as far as the pie chart goes, they're responsible for? Well, I I think, uh, I I think with Tatum and Brown, it was the Danny identified them, but Brad Stevens was also a part of nurturing them as a coach, as young players. Yeah, but we're talking about him as a. As a as a well, uh, here's the thing. Executive now, right? So the first move that uh, Brad Stevens did, right? So you can go to uh, Basketball Reference because I looked this up last night. So June second, twenty twenty one to the present is the Brad Stevens era as GM. You know his first move was brought back Al Horford and flipped Kemba Walker right away. Then they hired Ime, and then came the little tweaks that we forget about, right? So Moses Brown was in that uh, Al Horford deal. That turned into Josh Richardson. Uh, Celtics took Tristan Thompson, right, and worked their way all the way around in a uh, in a deal there where it was Tristan Thompson to the Kings, and that was when they brought back Chris Dunn the first time and Bruno Fernando. But it's kicking. It's not kicking the can down the road. It's doing something with the assets. Evan Fournier. I know ultimately I think just turned into a trade exception, but still they do the deal with him. They flip him, kept getting something. When you look at how Brad Stevens has put this whole thing together, he went and got Derek White. He went back and got Al Horford. He traded for Porzingis. He traded for Holiday. Got rid of Grant Williams. Got rid of Marcus Smart. You know what? He didn't fall in love with his own guy like Grant Williams, like we were just talking about with the Patriots, right? It was no-no, and and now Grant Williams has annoyed his way out of Dallas. But, no, it's it's also shrewd stuff. I bust your chops on Sam Hauser. Signed him to it instead of a two-way deal, ultimately signed him to a two-year deal. Luke Cornett, two-year deal. Brad Stevens has reshaped this roster around Tatum and Brown because he's constantly tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. And it wasn't getting Rafe LaFrentz from Portland like freaking Danny Ainge did in the mid-2000s or whatever and, and suffered with bums. He's putting together the pieces of a puzzle that to me has been very impressive, and it's way more than just having a bunch of stuff left behind from Danny Ainge. I know, but so when it comes to who has the toughest job uh, getting their team to the championship level, I mean, Breslow with his restrictions that we're just finding out about, like, good luck. Let me ask you this. who's got a, Who's got a tougher job to try to get to a championship round? Don Sweeney with the Bruins or Brad Stevens with the Celtics? 
a championship round? Yeah, to get to a cup final or an NBA Okay, final. well, I would say uh, Don Sweeney. Because I, I think that you're basically, with the Celtics, listen, they're there. They're, everything that you had an issue with, not you, but just anything that somebody could nitpick about, complain about, they have they have had those issues. They have overcome them. They've addressed them. They've shown that they can they can uh, lay an egg. They can recover. Like they have a championship mentality, and they have and Mozilla's giving them the right message. Don Sweeney with everything he went all in last year. Yep, like went all in last year. The trade deadline, okay, Rightfully had, so. had, a, had winning tons of awards, and then they get bounced. And so here we are again. You're losing like uh, you know great players. Um, and then you're you're basically still a really good team, mm-hmm. but what can you add that can actually make a difference? Yeah, and I do think uh, in in hockey there you, you got to have somebody get hurt to be able to long term IR them to be able to funny money the cap the way Tampa has in years past. Whereas in the NBA, you're just putting it on the owner. Oh, you'll spend you know three. You'll spend three to one on having a guy because you're over the second apron. Okay, that's on you. You know the owners assume some responsibility in the NBA of really pushing the cap and going over. Whereas in the NHL, you don't have as much flexibility, and it definitely makes the job harder from that end. But I'm with you, Don Sweeney, figuring out how to reallocate funds, put the right touches on the organization. You know, you had Tatum and Brown. So arguably, Danny Ainge left Brad Stevens the two toughest pieces to go get. However, we've now learned in the NBA, your third guy, your fourth guy, some instances your fifth guy or your sixth guy really actually matters. And that, to me, is where... Brad Stevens yeah, has and, done a stroke of and, genius. And you didn't even mention Brogdon. I mean, he was your sixth man of the year award well, winner. Another, so there was another guy at Fournier was just like literally passing through when they were they were yep, kind of there, them. but not quite there. The king of the mid-range jumper. Um, and Brogdon was so good. Still, eh, you know what? We can do better. Listen, I, that 2% that you're talking about, ultimately, you know, just like, okay, I'm almost there. How do I just, it's just one more. Listen, they, I think they have done absolutely everything that they can do. I can't ask more from Brad no, Stevens. It's now just go win it. Yep. I think right. that's your message, guys. I'm done. And the 98% is hard to build, but closing the gap on that tiny little bit is what trips up all kinds of organizations in all sports. I mean, everywhere. Yeah, so they have a massive lead on the Bruins. Sorry, they don't have a massive lead. A good lead on the Bruins, a massive lead on the Red Sox, and a massive lead on the Patriots. No question. Now, the Celtics will probably have a massive lead tonight because they are playing the ultra-crappy Washington Wizards. And as I jump to check the current odds, uh, the Celtics are 17-point favorites tonight at home against Washington. So this should be a cakewalk. Uh, I know Jason Tatum is ill, so we'll uh, we'll see how that ends up shaking down. However, I want to get to this quickly. Jason Tatum was asked about Jalen Brown and the, uh, and, dunk the contest. and the dunk contest. Okay. Now, Jalen Brown, it is confirmed he's going to be in the dunk contest. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch. I'm now much more excited for it. Tatum was asked about potentially helping JB during the dunk contest? I mean, if he asked me, I would be open to it. Uh, like I said, I don't know officially if he's announced that he's in, but um, I think 
I think it would be great for him to participate in it, right? Uh, kind of bring back the that star power to um, the dunk contest that, you know, we want to see all the big name guys be in it. You know, that's how I grew up watching it. So, uh, you know, I, w- I would love for him to be in it. And I would love for him to win. And uh, I think it would be exciting to see. Favorite old school dunk contest winner. When I say like the dunk contest of your youth, you think of Spud Brent Barry. Brent Barry. Holy hell. Hey, what, from the free throw line with his warm up jacket on. Out of nowhere is Lanny Wait, with, was, the, with the 93. Hey, was was Chambers say. was Hold Chambers on. ever part of the dunk contest? I don't think so. He was a three point guy. Chambers? Ooh, Marilyn Chambers. <laughs> That was you something. know what I'm thinking of, right? Skinamax, uh, dude from the Sun. No, you're you're thinking of Tom Chambers. Tom Chambers, no, he yeah. was in the three point shootout. He oh, was six okay. eleven. Yeah, but he has Chambers that one- was in the eighty seven contest. Yeah, he was in there. He was in the dunk I, contest. dude. I remember he's got some dunks that are legendary in game. That like a two handed dunk that was like during a game that was like from the free throw line, but like a little bit in front of it. That was just that, that used to be replayed on NBA classics all the time. Brent Barry was 96. He was uh, on the Clippers at the time. And, uh, it was in San Antonio. He put a performance on it. I remember that. Yeah. Cause he put a performance on during the rookie game. And then he came out of the dunk contest and won it with his warm up coat on Billy. Listen to this hey, guys. Listen to this run. Okay. Here are your winners around that time, right? 93. Hold on. 92, Cedric Sabalos. 93, Harold Miner. I remember. He thought it was Jordan. Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan. Uh, then Isaiah Ryder. Okay. There's a name from the I like. Past. I just like the name. Harold Miner won it again. Then Brent Barry. Then the next two winners, Kobe Bryant and Vince Carter. There we go. So when they put up the graphic, oh, your last three winners of the dunk contest, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Honky, who stands out, <laughs> who just could jump high. Uh, like, it's crazy. You no, know, with that, though, Billy, if you want to do something different, you know what? Uh, run out there and dunk in your dress shoes and jeans and, like, a button-up. Your dress shoes will scuff the floor up. That's all right. You could, They have these dress shoes now. They're kind of like sneakers, but they look like dress shoes. Oh, they're, the, they're like the aircrafts, yeah. right? Like, they yeah. kind of... But, but, no, but, no, but they're more like... They're like Cole Haan. Like, high-end sneakers, but they're really dress shoes. Is that a brand that... Colhan, you never heard of? No, Colhan's been around forever. Nike owns it. I used to get free Colhan shoes. Oh, I got yeah, it. That's why. You, you made go it, to their website. You made it sound like one solid name, Colhan. Cole Han. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't. I uh, for me, I definitely go back to Spud Webb, but the real early years of Jordan, Dominique, Spud that's Webb. It. That's that's it, the we're genesis. never that's never gonna get that again. Uh, like, I that hate Vince it. Cartier was so memorable, but like what gets forgotten was like Steve Francis was in it that year and did amazing. Steve Tracy McGrady Francis. was in that one and did amazing. Like overall, like you remember Vince Carter, but that whole field was awesome that year. Yeah, that's uh they, there were better fields and I mean if Jalen Brown now doesn't win the dunk contest, I'll be immensely disappointed. I know we got Mac McClung. My I don't God. know. He's gotta defend it's his like, title. Uh oh. It's like it's like mentioning anything bad about Mac Miller music. Good lord, you'll have like uh you have the youngs come after you. We'll talk some hockey with Andrew Raycroft next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Hockey talk, hockey talk, hockey talk. In the movies, they always go out and find a kid who's really good to join the team. Hey, that's right. We need a ringer. We need a Canadian. We've seen Fourier <laughs> on skates before, so it all of the talk is nonsense. They're dinosaurs. They know how to, like, yeah. survive. You got to shout out Razor. That donut's for him. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of our way. Au revoir. Have a good game. That's right. Time for Hockey Talk with our guy, Andrew Raycroft, who will join us in mere moments after the Bruins smacked around Vancouver last night 4 nothing. We go to our buddy, Andrew Razor Raycroft, on the Harbor One Hotline. He's with us each and every Friday for Hockey Talk. Razor, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Razor. So I know you just jumped on. You probably heard that we still have the old open. Okay. So yeah. I, I've not yeah. personally, but we, you know, I, I do. Uh, I was going to release it today, but we decided. No, 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 no. We're, we're going we're gonna to work on it. One more thing. As a group, we decided we should wait on it because there's a couple guys yeah. missing. Production heat over here. But I do have the music bed. Would you like to hear what I'm going to use as a music bed for your new open that'll uh, that'll be that'll premiere next week? Of course I do. Okay, here we go. Here's your opening. Here's your bed. I got nothing to do with this, by the way. Okay, hold on. Hold on, you like this? Oh, you, do you know what this is from, by the way? You know, you you recognize that it's from the 80s. Yeah, it's from the 80s. I'm guessing Karate Kid or something like that. <laughs> that's a good guess. That is a good guess. No. It's, it's from you can't do that on television. Oh, that's another good that's oh. another good one. No. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you what it is. I'm just gonna let you think about it for a while. Oh man. Okay. Why are you mind effing Razor with this putting this I, song in his we head? We were just talking about this when we were playing it, you know, in the production room, like, oh, he's gonna get this right away because every kid his age should know what movie this is from. Oh, it's a movie. I have no idea. But I don't yeah, count. I'm not sure okay, let's okay, uh, kill it, right. Joe, because oh, I can't boy. believe why wow, you let me down right away. I we were <laughs> we bet that you would have gotten this right off the jump. Hey, you didn't know I was gonna spring this on you, <laughs> but you let me down, damn it. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, poor Razor thinks he's coming on to talk about how the Bruins uh smacked uh Vancouver last night for nothing. Am I too excited over this win? Like was there some bad in there last night, Razor, that my trained eye wouldn't have picked up on because I'm giddy that after the day off, Montgomery pushing the right buttons, and they came out and beat Vancouver handily? Am I fooling myself a little bit? No, the only the only caveat for last night is Vancouver was really bad. They, they played the role of the Boston Bruins from Tuesday night. I mean, really great, a great hockey team like the Bruins are but they laid an egg coming out of the break. And it wasn't the first game. It was the second game out of the break. So that's the only bad is that Vancouver was really bad. It, it was a complete game from the Bruins. Um, they, they didn't give up 
any scoring chances, essentially. They were on top of the puck. They didn't give Vancouver anything. They stayed out of the box for the most part. It was it was certainly a complete effort. Anytime you're giving up just 17 save shutouts at this point in the season, it's, it's a positive thing against a great team like that. Um, so, no, you're allowed to feel good about this one, absolutely. Yeah, and Razor, aren't you now at the point now with this team where – you know, I kind of felt like this was predictable. Like they embarrassed themselves. You know, they this is not who they are. So they're. I felt like they were going to make sure that people, people like us who watch, or even themselves, that this is not who they are. Absolutely, and that's why I'm I'm almost indifferent with efforts like Tuesday night as well for you because I I feel like they just they get back to it and and I, you can. There's some teams in the NHL and there's some teams in pro sports where you say, oh, that's a bad effort and, oh, this team, you know, what what are they really made of and where's their pushback? And I think these guys, this group gets the benefit of the doubt. And I really do. Like, until I see them not push back for three games, then I'm not going to say how terrible they are and, oh, they need this change and they need, a, you know, a different mic. You're allowed to have a bad game in, in pro sports. It's 82. And and with this group, I just feel like they they absolutely get the benefit of the doubt that because I don't remember too many times where the pushback doesn't come instantly like it did last night. Razor, uh, I know that Jim Montgomery gave the team uh, Wednesday off. It felt like one of those things that a coach who's really in tune with his team sort of knows when to maybe back off a little bit. Am I misreading that? Could there have been another reason because? It feels like for as much consternation as there was about the end of the Bruce Cassidy run, it does seem like we're seeing more and more of Jim Montgomery really understanding this group and when to maybe back off him a little bit. Yeah, I th- you know, certainly there wasn't a reason to, you're not, you don't have to bury everybody after, you know, not playing well coming out of the break. Now, the one caveat would be that they need a day off this week and with, tomorrow being an afternoon game it's hard to give today off because then no one's skating for two days so you need everyone to get out there today so it might have been predetermined and hard to switch out um but but no it it, it, it's the same idea though like it it, there wouldn't be panic to have i'm sure you didn't have panic that oh we need to skate we need to figure this out it's like all right it's scheduled they're gonna get their scheduled day because i know they're coming back thursday morning with with a burr in the saddle and they're and they're gonna go so uh, it, it it might have been scheduled already but there would have been no panic in cracking that whip knowing that we're gonna leave it and put it on them and let them think about it they don't need to hear our voice so we're talking to andrew raycroft and razor um <clears throat> you ready for a stupid hockey question i feel like i need one every single week well yeah okay. of course, this, this is just me trying to get to educate myself okay so stupid hockey questions um you know, Demko is a is a Vesna, you know, candidate, right? Uh, the goaltender yeah. for uh, Vancouver, and obviously the Bruins have their own. Um, I'm curious: is with that award, is it strictly save percentage? If you are judging a goalie, um, like in the NBA, it is uh, usually you know the points whoever you know averages the most points probably is going to get the MVP. You know, in the NBA, with a goaltender, is it strictly save percentage? Uh, you have to be at the top, near the top, um, with save percentage. It's a it's a pretty general good indicator. Now with analytics and now with all the math that's involved, 
they have a stat called goal saved above expected. And that has kind of taken over um, for save percentage. Um, you can use high danger saves above expected, meaning each save has a value. I, I mean, whatever the math, the nerds do, right? Whatever, that, whatever the nerds do, each save is a value. Whether If it's a shot from the blue line, it's, it's 0.1% goal. If it's a breakaway from David Pasternak, it's 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 almost a full goal chance kind of thing, and they add it up and um, they put all the numbers together, and, and the goalies with the best goal saved above expected, um, those are the guys that are at the top of the league, and it, it so it replaces save percentage because sometimes save percentage could get skewed if you're on a great team and all the shots are coming from the red line and you get 50 of those compared to a guy who gets. 25 from the hash marks, obviously your save percentage will be a little higher. So you go into the weeds a little bit more, but un- undoubtedly the guy who wins the Vezna is typically in the top seven of save percentage, mm. top five save percentage if, if he's on a bat, you know, a team that's not as good. And what would you look at? Would you take that and eye test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's save percentage because I think it still is general enough. Like you're going to get a good idea of the – the, the the whole picture, the whole season. I look at how many games they played. I think more games you play, I, that makes it harder. Uh, there's more variables. I think the, the guy with more games, more shots against, is more valuable to his team. High danger opportunities, and then, and then of course, the eye test. If he's winning games, if you're at the top of the league, that that is absolutely has to be worth something, just like a quarterback in football. See, stupid hockey, hockey questions. I feel like it's a thing. Um, you just learned something. Yeah, I saw you nodding your head. You're like, he just taught you something right now. Oh, I was yeah, reading was something. Oh, I'm you sorry. suck. I'm sorry. No, I'll go <laughs> with it. No, because I was going to – context matters. Yeah. Because you don't think about either teams are good defense in front of them. Wasn't it like was – it, it was either last year or two years ago, Razor. might have been last year, where I, I think both of the Bruins goalies were in, like, what, top four in save percentage or something like that. And it's not that either one of those guys stinks, but – it's also a product of the system, and I thought Razor explained that yeah. pretty well because I want to ask Andrew Raycroft about Matty Patra and mm. losing him. Uh, as Fourier would say in a segment about an hour from now, big deal or no big deal? Um, not, not, not like for the team, like for their chances to win this season, I would say, I would say no big deal. I think he has uh, a great future in front of him. I think you, you never want to have shoulder surgery, but in this situation, it's not the worst thing and not the worst timing for Matty Potts right now. Certainly coming back, going into Christmas, he went to World Juniors. They sent him back for that experience. Um, had been not getting the same amount of minutes. He comes back from World Juniors. Obviously, the shoulder was nagging him. His minutes were way down. They talked a lot about load management. And I think this, the, the timing of this allows him to get his shoulder right. He gets the, a lot of time to make that better. He still gets to be here in Boston, gets to have NHL experience, so they're not sending them to junior hockey where he goes and dominates and plays. That's not helpful either. He'll learn about the NHL playoffs, learn what it takes. But more importantly, this time, he has nine months to get ready for next season. The expectation is going to be a lot higher next year. The tar- he's not going to sneak up on anybody next season, and the Bruins are going to need a lot more out of him, whether it's man- getting a little more man strength, getting bigger and stronger and understanding 
what it takes in the faceoff draw. So all of this culminates into him getting the season off a little earlier and getting ready for next year. And and he became it became important for his development, I think, to do that. Because if he played this entire season, third, fourth line, 10, 13 minutes the rest of the way, and then had shoulder surgery, I think you'd really be worried about a sophomore slump and where his game would be at next season. So yeah, I, 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 I'm glad you mentioned man strength. Because I was, because I was going to ask you, the, the, if would you be surprised if he came back like ten pounds heavier and just nothing but muscle? I, he has to, I think. I, I like he has to gain that weight. I don't know if it has to be complete muscle, but but it, it, he has to get bigger. He, and and now he has, he's available. He's available to do that. He literally can just drink milkshakes for the next five months and then crank in the gym and, and be around the NHL. Listen. I, I said last night on, on, on Nesson, he thought he worked really hard last summer. But you guys know, once you get around pro athletes and you, you think you are a hard worker in the gym and you think you, you know, the guys who go to Planet Fitness and they think they work out hard, unless you're around pro athletes, you really don't know what hard work is. And, and that's what Matty Potter is going to be able to do this summer and over the next five months, even while he's rehabbing. Is, is trained like a pro athlete, not like a junior hockey athlete. Uh, Razor, intelligence we're receiving from our ground sources are indicating, did you have an on-air yawn at Nesson? <laughs> I heard that I did have a yawn last night. I was I was skating with <laughs> some of the guys this morning, and they're like, hey, it was a tired, long night last night, huh? Um, so I, I think I got caught yawning, um, at, but I'm, I'm not ashamed of that in any way. I'm, I'm doing a 45-minute post game at 10.30 at night, and, uh, you know, you get sleepy up there. Was a, after, after the Bruins got up 4-0, too, by the way, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great hockey game. I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, it wasn't that exciting. Hmm. Well, uh, uh, friggin' Jaffe can't keep you entertained enough, so you're not doing the yawns. <laughs> yeah, take God. whatever he's taking. He always seems like he's got too much energy. Because that was my role whenever <laughs> Tangway and I were on the Patriots Radio Network, and it's like one o'clock in the morning, and here's Chucky in Dorchester after a fifty-point win. I had to like make jokes to yeah, you keep me awake, but don't touch me. Yeah, and what like, does a morning skate look like for a goalie? Uh, they're still shooting pucks at you. So oh, that, so you're not really not going anywhere. You're just sitting so, on your knees. So hold on. Your morning skate, <laughs> Razor, is are you like strapping on the full goalie deal? Oh, or? oh my my morning skate. Yeah, no, your, morning skate. your no, morning skate. No, 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 no. There's no chance I'm putting gear okay. on ever okay. again. No, 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 no. Ever I'm, again. I'm, <laughs> I burned that <laughs> ish. <laughs> See, it's just so, it seems like a lot, man. I mean, once you don't have to do it anymore. So, so a morning skate for you is literally just like going to the ice rink. Holding hands with your 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 lovely wife, you know, just hanging out. No, right? we were we were we were passing the puck around. We had some, we did some drills, played a little bit of a three on three game. We had like a a, a good sweat. Going Who's on morning, your team, so that, by the way? Like if 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 I said I'm going to get a W E E I team, you oh get you get like a razor team, and then uh, we challenge you guys to a three on three. It's a bad. Oh, I mean, and you better be in net for that too, by the way, because that would. Be I will tell you what. No, I will got, guarantee you, you can't. Player. You can't get one goal past me. Oh, sweet! You Jesus. can't get one. Where? Not yeah. one. Where? Can I can guarantee I, you. Where? I will show you the real athlete. 
Let, we're, let's get that jug machine out again. So take your glasses off. And, and we'll oh, do yeah. oh, yeah. Can I wear glasses? Do I need to get, like, athletic glasses? <laughs> no, you'll get your rec specs. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you can get the you can get those athletic goggles. I need going. those. I'm ready. Look for you. I don't yeah. care. Right. I'm just gonna just deny you. We gotta do it. Oh, <laughs> intimidation! I will. You know what? Greshbets.com will be taking <laughs> wagers on yeah. that. I'll, I'll end up losing money because no one's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Fourier shut him out." No way. And you know what? And you know what's gonna happen? Uh, Razor is Wiggy's gonna hear this and he's gonna yeah, be he's like, gonna in. "Yeah, I can oh, pull Wiggy one by him." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Greg should just be that. a goalie. The only because he really can't skate either. Razor, you'll love this. I played in like one pseudo celebrity hockey game, and yeah. I ended up. My old radio producer was like five six, and I had him drag me down to my knees, and we did a fake fight so we can get thrown out because neither one of us could skate. <laughs> the only thing I have is a wrist shot. That's it. So That's we, a good idea. So we did like I'm gonna get in a fight. fight. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there, there you go. go. Yeah. Oh, we got oh, we got Twitch video rolling right now of uh, Razor and Lou. Oh my God, young Lou! Look at yeah. that. No See, gray I, these, these little like these little eight year olds. I just just swatted this crap out of. Yeah. Oh, it's LB. LB was there helping me out put the gear on. Oh, you and I had a bad knee at that point in time. I oh. couldn't. I could barely walk, and I oh, still yeah. struggle. Look at this wow. little girl over here. Trying, I'm trying to intimidate her. That's nice. They're <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, Razor, thank you, buddy. We Thanks, appreciate buddy. you, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah who you got, Razor? Oh, Mahomes all the okay. way. All right. There you go. Smart. What man. do you yeah, eat? Well, more importantly, what are you eating? Uh, we're going oh, chicken wings. For, we're going bunch of wings. I'm a big appetizer dip guy. Like, I'll, I'll pound dip the whole time. Um Couple beer. I don't. I don't know if I'm going beer, cocktail. I'm not sure which way I'm going to angle that above. way on Sunday night. A little bit. Yeah, maybe little all. Above. The above. There we go. All right, all then. The above, but noted. Yeah, I'm hammering the jet or hammering the Chiefs. Like it. Noted dip pounder. Our guy Andrew <laughs> Raycroft. Thanks, Razor. Thanks, buddy. You got it, guys. Uh, Razor, there the it best. is. His laugh's hilarious. I know. When you get he him, you really get him. I know. He's it's just, good. It's very Canadian. Yep. My two favorite interviews of the week all end up co- all come on Friday. Oh, they do? Yeah. Well, if you baldinger. Nice oh, job. I like him too, though. Hey, Curran, whiz off. Well, no, I, didn't, I don't like him. My two favorites. Yeah. Andy if you were going to rank our guest, you go ahead. suck rank, hard. Rank our guest right now. Uh, Number one. Uh, lunchtime parlays <laughs> next. <laughs> A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. We are winners. Oh, yes, that's right. You made money with last night's lunchtime parlay. It is presented by FanDuel. America's number one sports book and the official sports book of WEEI. And Foyer had a couple of listeners who uh, deserve a little love for uh, following along with us and uh, making the bets the way we uh, rolled them out. Our guy Bears out in Arizona, he was on it. Even though Clay Thompson didn't play, that just voided that leg of the bet. And uh, a local guy, Meldrick, he's got a good uh, Twitter handle, Smooth Brother 86. I kind of like it. He was in on the uh, parlay as well. So congratulations to uh, those who follow along. It's our second win on the parlay. 
Where are the Twitch chatters today who are like, oh, where are the picks? Nobody's got nothing to say today because we'll win it. So it did knock down our win from 173 to about 92 bucks. So we are still just under $20 in the hole, but a win yesterday. And now what has kind of accidentally turned into a Super Bowl same game parlay. I don't know whether to let Fourier go first or last here, Billy. I think I think I'm gonna let Christian go first. That's fine. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Your, this yours, is a swing. Yours is a this is even let's put it this way. Billy Lanny is known for taking big swings in the parlay. Yep. This is this might be a tad above Landy level. Yeah, so Kyle Ustek, uh 49ers, uh, number forty four, uh, in your playbook, number one in your heart this Sunday. Um anytime touchdown. So Listen, I know it's a wild swing, but I, I, I think about these goal line situations. I think about these, hey, let's take away the main guys. And there's usually a guy like Yushek that just kind of slips open even into the into the flat, out of an eye set. You know, you catch a little fullback in the flat, fullback in the flat, you know, a little corner out, and he's the third read. And everybody, all the stars are covered, and here comes this dude who had a big game in the NFC Championship game, caught a yeah. bunch of passes. So they obviously trust him. Listen, it is a wild swing. It's plus, what is it, plus, uh, plus 750. 750 for an anytime touchdown. Anytime touchdown. But you're right. He needs either one carry or one catch around the goal line. Yeah, it doesn't have, have to. It, you know what? Thank you for saying that. It doesn't need to be a, re- a touchdown reception. It can be fullback one yard there. Hand it to him and get out of the Quick way. Quick handoff yep. underneath with some you know motion going yep. the other way. You know what? I don't think that's a, a terrible. I, first of all, it's great value. Yeah. And I don't think it's terrible logic. In fact, I'm kind of subscribing to some of that myself. I may actually bet this myself. This whole this whole oh, parlay. Brother. I mean, listen, I may put ten bucks on it, but I maybe I'll double my money. Uh, no, but how about this? Do you, are there any sites you haven't signed up for yet? Do you mm, still have any of those? No, ones I'm signed up on can, all of them. Oh, you, you are a different email address. Ooh, I'm signed up on all of them. That's right. You do yeah. have multiple emails. That's true. Oh, you're right. So you can get more bonus okay. bets and then throw something right. on there. Well, there you go. Uh, Billy Lanny, what do you got, friend? Keep it simple. Give me a George Kittle anytime touchdown. There we go. Uh, and in for Chicken Nick today is Braverman. Go ahead, Braverman. We'll Thank give you, you a pick today. Thank you very much. I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. He's going to have a big game. Over 89 and a half rush yards. They're going to force him the ball on the ground. Yeah, it's a, I struggle with the McCaffrey props because I don't know which way they're going to go with him. But, I mean, you know, if McCaffrey hits a couple of big ones. It's easy for him to uh, hit, that, uh, hit that number. I'm kind of doing the same thing. I know this is moved by five yards. Earlier in the week, it was 12 and a half. I'm in on, of all people, Marquez Valdez Scantling over 17 and a half receiving yards. His yards per catch just tells you that if he can get one, he's got a chance on this or get two. And if you're uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to diversify your assets, diversify your bonds. He's going to have to diversify the throws. I need Valdez Scantling for one 20-yard catch to be able to go over. So I got Marquez Valdez Scantling over 17 and a half receiving yards. A George Kittle anytime touchdown. Kyle Jusick anytime touchdown. McCaffrey over 89 and a half rush yards. Are you ready for this, folks? Your $10 on a same-game Super Bowl parlay will win you $560 if this all comes in. We'll make sure to get it out on social media. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I, on Twitter. 
Gresh and Fourier, spell the A-N-D, in between our last names on Instagram. 560. There's your $10 bet right there. That's it. There it is. Just do it's that. A lot of pizza. It's a lot oh, yeah. of pizza. Oh, yeah. The Christ- not, the way, not the way we spend on yeah, pizza. Yeah, the, uh, the Christian Fourier pizza payoff is coming next Wednesday. week. Wednesday. Yeah. Next Wednesday. After we reminded him that he needed to do it. But yeah, never Once everybody's back in town and everybody's back in their normal positions, like, well, we'll have pizza day. There we go. So 10 bucks for 560 and Lou Merloni, the voice of baseball in Boston, and he's upset. It's next. <laughs> We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.